Doctors warn women not to use toothpaste to tighten their vaginas. And a dead man gets the last laugh at his funeral with an unexpected prank. And high schools ban student cell phones. And the teachers are ecstatic. These are the weird stories for Tuesday. This is Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm your host, Jonesy. Keeping it weird for your ears. Doctors are warning women not to use toothpaste to tighten their vaginas. From vaginal steaming to labiaplasty, some women are willing to go to extremes to attain the perfect, the perfect vagina, the perfect vagina, vagina perfecta. You know the deal. By the way, what is vaginal steaming? I've never heard of that. You steam your vag, really? Yeah, I'm going to be doing, <laughs> I'm going to steam my clothes, then my vagina. Labiaplasty. I believe that's when, um, you know, you apply some plastic surgery, surgical procedures to a, a vagina. I knew a woman in New York who had labiaplasty. Um, and she showed me. And I was like, this is way too much information. Uh, could you please just bring me my beer? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wasn't at a bar. Uh, So the article says, and just when you think you've heard it all, another bizarre DIY method emerges in regarding vaginas. Some women are apparently using toothpaste in an attempt to try and tighten their vaginas. Unsurprisingly, doctors are warning these women it's a really bad idea and it could do some permanent nasty damage to your vagina. Uh, A spokesperson for the Royal College of Gynecologists said... The Royal College of Gynecologists. Royal? (laughs) Yes. I'm not just a gynecologist. I'm a royal gynecologist. I'm the king of gynecologists. Here's a quote. It is a myth that toothpaste will tighten the vagina. Putting toothpaste into the vagina or the vulva would not only be uncomfortable, but it would also cause serious damage and disrupt the natural flora of the vagina leading to potential, the potential for infections like bacterial vaginosis and thrush. Some kinds of toothpaste contain small particles that could also cause painful microabrasions to the vaginal walls. Yeah, I mean, some toothpaste has baking soda in it. Probably shouldn't be putting baking soda up your hoo-ha, you know what I'm saying? Uh, some medical doctor in Nigeria said he saw a recent obsession in women resorting to using toothpaste to tighten up their vaginas. He even went so far as saying that using toothpaste on the vagina could leave women infertile. Here's a quote. Toothpaste is caustic and abrasive for a sensitive body part like the vagina and can destroy the organisms meant to protect the vagina from possible infections. When the vagina can no longer protect itself, the body is prone to infections which could later destroy the tubes and block the chance of even getting pregnant. He urged women not to be body shamed by their partners and to be confident in their own skin and to be confident with how tight or untight your vagina might be. You will love me for my vagina regardless of the tightness. Kegel exercises and yoga exercises are part of the, of the protocol that can actually make the vagina tight without engaging in harmful practices, they want you to know. That's right, ladies. You can do some Kegel exercises. You can, like, put some balls up your vagina, some heavy, heavy-weighted balls. There's all sorts of pelvic floor exercises for women who are concerned about the tightness of their vagina. You don't need to put toothpaste. You don't need to have a date with Crest. 
or Colgate ladies? I mean, you know, maybe it might make your vagina smell amazing. You know, ooh, what is that minty f- scent coming from your lady parts? Ooh, it's crest whitening. <laughs> the article goes on to say you can exercise ways to place your finger and your thumb into the vagina and squeeze the pelvic floor muscles and there's all this these muscle contraction exercises the article goes in to explain. But I mean, you could just YouTube this shit, ladies. No problem, right? You don't need to put chemicals in your vagina is what they're saying. There's bleaching agents inside this toothpaste. I've gone through the ingredients of toothpaste because I made my own toothpaste because what's on the side of the toothpaste container, as far as ingredients goes, is alarming. Look up these ingredients. I'm like, this, this toothpaste that I'm putting in my mouth every day has chemicals that are also used in the production of airplane glue and other weird shit. Why am I doing this? And then I took it upon myself to make my own toothpaste, which I did, which is pretty easy. You can do it yourself. Coconut oil, baking soda, peppermint essential oil drops, mint, cinnamon, whatever you choose. Very, very cheap and easy to make at home, and it doesn't contain all those crazy chemicals that are in store-bought toothpaste. The article says putting toothpaste on your genitals could actually cause a mild burn as well, and blisters, and scarring. And it should in no way, should toothpaste in no way be used as a lubricant, they want you to know. Who's using toothpaste as a lubricant, by the way? That's very bizarre. Over the summer, the women... The women. Over the summer, women were warned of the dangers of putting popsicles in their vaginas to cool down. All of these things cause infections and irritation and potential trauma down below between your legs. So ladies, go all natural. And if your lover doesn't like the tightness of your vagina, then you tell them to hit the bricks. That's what I say. Yeah. Don't put toothpaste in your vagina because your lover's not pleased. There's ways around that, you know? You can do it in the butt and other places. <laughs> just That's terrible. Uh, I'm just kidding. Not really. But seriously, guys. <laughs> that was not right. You know what you do, ladies? You tell them, you say, you get a, you get a bigger member then, sir. Why don't you get a thicker... Instead of telling me to get a tighter vajan. Do you like my language? Seriously though, ladies, take care of your vagina. It's very precious. Don't put bad chemicals in it and around it. Consult your doctor before you do labiaplasty. Or any sort of vaginal steaming. Weird AF news doesn't condone <laughs> toothpaste in, in the vaginal cavity. Just FYI. Okay, um, this is way too long of a story about toothpaste and and vaginas. A dead man gets the last laugh at his funeral with an unexpected prank. A man in Dublin, Ireland decided to inject a little humor into his funeral on Saturday by playing a prank on his loved ones during the funeral. Shay Bradley, a Defense Forces veteran, died October 8th. And according to his obituary, shocked then delightful funeral goers when they suddenly heard his voice shouting from his coffin as it was being lowered into the ground. 
stunned funeral goers funeral goers heard in a pre-recorded message coming from the coffin hello 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 let me out and also some knocking sounds against the coffin's lid it went on to say where the f where the f am i let me out it's effing dark in here is that a priest i can hear <laughs> those at the funeral can be seen giggling and wiping away tears as this pre-recorded <laughs> voice goes on and on as the coffin's lowered into the grave. His daughter, Andrea, told the media that her father recorded this audio about a year ago, and no one really knew about it other than her brother and her nephew. A few days before he passed, Shay decided to tell his wife and the rest of his children about the prank. He, uh, She added that playing the audio at his funeral was his last dying wish. Here's a quote from her. She says, He wanted to make sure my mother would be laughing, leaving the cemetery, not crying. And he, he's done just that. Fascinating. I was thinking when I read this article, or looked at this rather, that uh, this is something that I would do as well. I mean, I just love pranks, and I just... I hate sitting in the sadness, and I certainly don't want people to sit around and weep over me. <laughs> so I would love to have them laughing at my funeral and uh, this is a perfect way to do it. I'm going to play a little bit of the clip that I found. You can kind of hear uh, the recording. Hopefully, I'm going to put the volume all the way up. Let's see what we got here. Fantastic. Did it so well. What a good actor, too. He's like, is that the priest going on and on? <laughs> I love it. I love this kind of novel stuff, you know? I mean, we live in a culture uh, where it's just there's so much... Death is such a downer, right? And I, it makes sense to me, of course. You've lost a loved one. Um, but then all of the rituals that surround what we do with the dead body and how how we handle the death of our loved one, they seem so morbid, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, let's all wear black and nobody smile and let's just be sad for like a whole week straight. You know, there's nothing within the ritual that that is uplifting or, I don't know, certainly not funny as in this case. And what's wrong with that? What's wrong with... Celebrating somebody's life with humor and with joy, you know. Um, I, I, I'd imagine there are some cultures that they throw a party when the person passes away. Uh, I'd imagine. Um, I'm not familiar with all the funerary rites but, uh, of every culture around the world, but I'd imagine some people have a good time with it. I mean, I've never been to a funeral that was a good time at all. It's just all, it's all negative and... I would hate for my funeral to be like that. I, I would love it to be filled with laughter. I mean, I'm somebody that's 
abided in a in a world of laughter my whole life for the most part. I just I just love laughing and I'm always laughing. I just live in laughter. It's it's my whole being. Uh, and I'm constantly, as you know, some of you to your dismay, I laugh at my own jokes and I get a lot of reviews about that. This prick just laughs at his own bad jokes. Yeah, I do. I laugh I can't help it. I laugh at my own stuff. I'm having a good time in life. Life to me is one big joke and and it's and it's healthy to laugh at everything, even your pain. So at my funeral, I would hope that there'd be, there'd be some of that because that's how I lived my life. And so a pre-recorded thing like this, I think, is hilarious. And I would love to see more of this. I would love to go to a funeral that's like this. I'd love to have my funeral be like this. Uh, this guy, Shay, what a, what a, Shay Bradley, what a funny, funny guy. What a, and it makes you think, wow, if he's this funny in death, how funny was he in life? I mean, he must have been a hell of a guy, you know? Uh, and you heard everybody laughing during the funeral. I mean, that, that was just fabulous. Fabulous. High school bans student cell phones and the teachers are ecstatic. This is a high school in Anchorage, Alaska, and they have banned all student cell phones from the classroom during school hours, much to the chagrin of its students. But weeks after the policy has been implemented at this Catholic high school, teachers and students, surprisingly, are very ecstatic. One ninth grader claimed... I do believe that it has made a positive impact on myself and our school as a whole. Now that I've gotten used to it, it seems like it should have been there all along. These days, it's hard to find a teenager that doesn't have a smartphone in hand. According to Pew Research Center, 95% of teenagers report they have a smartphone or access to a smartphone, with 45% admitting that they are online on a near constant basis. And for this reason, several schools across the country, in Michigan and in California, and now Alaska, have begun implementing policies to combat cell phone usage in the classroom. The principal of this Alaska school says that the presence of cell phones distracted his students, many of whom were drawn to the unchecked notifications that were buzzing in their pockets. Just the simple act of having a phone in your presence or... or uh, on your phone, it beeps. We have a natural human desire, and students are impacted by these alerts more than anybody. They're drawn to them and focused on that. It's hard to return students' focus on what we're teaching at these schools, which is why we've attempted to do this. Cell phones have an insidious effect on long-term retention. A student dividing attention between a cell phone and the lesson in class will remember the lesson if asked about it in class. However, a, a week later, the lesson will be forgotten says a professor of psychology at Rutgers. There was a study that was done on the impact of cell phones on college students' exam performance, and they found that students with access to cell phones in class declined in performance by about a letter grade. And the negative effects of cell phones would be even worse for high school students, they say. Given the magnitude of this decline, there is no way to justify permitting them in the classroom, says the principal of this Alaska school. Uh, he had to jump, they had to jump through hoops to get this implemented into the high school, but they're very, very grateful that it, it went through, and their experiment seems to be paying off. Uh, six weeks into the ban, teachers and students report higher student engagement, higher product productivity, and more interaction. Students are not only more attentive, but they're able to think more critically instead of simply getting an instantaneous answer online.
When students are focused, more material can be covered in depth and at greater detail. One teacher said, I even get the impression that they enjoy learning the material and are eager to, eager to participate because they are not distracted by the buzzing in their pockets. This is fabulous, and I think it's more than just grades. Um, in all of your life, you can be engaged uh, without the cell phone, I think. And, you know, certainly, I mean, I don't have children, so I, and I haven't been in a classroom in a long time. I'd, I was unaware that they allowed cell phones in the classroom. I, I just assumed that that was something that was not allowed. I just assume that you go into classroom, you shut your phone off, it's required. It can't be in your pocket and on. It can't be in your backpack and on. I assumed. I thought even maybe the cell phones were all shut off and placed in a box when you enter a classroom. But that must be a crazy idea. I didn't know how it worked. I have no idea. I didn't have a cell phone, a smartphone on me when I was in middle school. So I, I just like... Clearly... Not in the classroom. I feel like it's totally a distraction. For sure. I don't think we can argue that, right? What do you need to have your phone in your pocket and on? What, some emergency? Yeah. Uh, I really don't think that's necessary. And of course it would detract from you, you being present in the classroom. Um, I think for life in general, having moments, extensive moments without the cell phone at your side could be very, very helpful. In being present, it could improve your relationships. It can it can improve your activities, your work, your creativity, whatever it is that you're concentrating on. Having the cell phone off is just going to add to that, in my opinion, because it is a distraction. All of those notifications that come in, you know, I've shut off the majority of my notifications, but there are a few apps that I leave them on, and the notifications do come in, and they do will they will snap me out of whatever I'm doing. I could be in the middle of writing something. You know, and in those moments, I need to stay on it. I need to stay in my creative zone, whatever it may be. But instead, my phone can snap me out of that. Just being mindful about how powerful these smartphones are in keeping you away from uh, the task at hand, the life that's going on right in front of your face, the person that you're trying to be present with, having your cell phone on, on the table at dinner with your loved ones. I mean, there are times when you just got to make a true effort to uh, kind of get this kind of behavior under control. Keep it manageable. I know couples who, who decide they, get, they have date night and they go, okay, when we're doing cell phone free dinner, the cell phones must be put away. Can't even be anywhere near them at the dinner table. And they have a nice dinner and they're present. I like that kind of stuff. I think it's important. Any parents out there that can kind of weigh in on this situation in the school? I, I was unaware that the cell phones were allowed. But maybe you, maybe you have a take on that. What is your philosophy with that? Do you believe that these cell phones should be completely shut off during all school hours? Or at least all classroom hours? What's the right age to give a kid a cell phone, a smartphone? That's a thing I've thought about as well. I really don't know. I've never had to deal with this issue in my life but I'd imagine that's a big decision huge so maybe you have a take on this please share it with me call Weird AF News 646-450-2012 you can email me funnyjones at gmail.com I appreciate you 
Hello, my fellow weirdos and loyal listeners. Please don't forget to share the podcast. Give it a subscription and a like, maybe a review. It can be a shitty review. I don't give a damn. Just put some effort out there. Show me some love or not love. Show me some hate. Just show me whatever. (laughs) Be active. Show me you're alive with some feedback. I want to give a shout out to Nadine Muck who sent me a tweet, which you can as well, at Funny Jones. She says, I still listen to you every Sunday night, and I just have to say I am a huge fan, and this car accident food bribery is pretty funny as hell. Hope to get a shout-out. Keep it up, Jonesy. Yes, you listen to me every Sunday night. What what about the other days, Nadine? You know I'm five days a week with this bad boy. (laughs) I love it. Thank you, Nadine. Shout-out to you. Uh, Charlotte sent me an email. Charlotte Stalvey, she says, Hi Jonesy, just wanted to reach out because yesterday's episode had me in stitches. I had to go back and listen again this morning. I'm still laughing. The guy taking revenge on the farmers was pretty serious about his animal fetish. And the idea that the milk industry is hurting so badly that they would pimp out the animals is hilarious. Your goat noises were scarily good. I assume that was you and not a sound effect. Yes, you're right. You're right. That was me, Charlotte. (laughs) I got goat sound effect skills. And they're seriously bad. <laughs> I mean, good. She says, I live in the meth triangle of my area. Ooh, the meth triangle. Apparently it's a crazy drug. There is no meth story that surprises me as I've seen crazy things out there and my house has been broken into several times. Anyways, I think people should stick to pot. <laughs> I love that. Yes, I agree. I agree. Thanks for the serious laughs today, Jonesy. I so much enjoy the show. Thank you, Charlotte, for reaching out to me. You guys can email me anytime, funnyjones at gmail.com. I love to hear emails like that. I love to read, I should say, emails like that. That makes me feel makes me feel like I'm doing good things over here. Um, you can also reach out to me on some of the other social medias, such as uh, Instagram, at funnyjones, Twitter, at funnyjones, and on Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. You can also support the show on Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Weird AF News, where last night I uploaded the second bonus episode of October with a very funny, very cool friend of mine named Evan Ferrante, who is actually the number one Tom Cruise imitator in the world. (laughs) Isn't that fantastic? I got some really weird, cool friends. I got to do a separate interview with him about what it's like to be a Tom Cruise impersonator. So yeah, you should check that episode out. It's pretty long, too. It's over an hour and a half. I mean, we just went... We shared a lot of personal stories in there, you know, which was, and it's hilarious. He is so funny and very, very, very intelligent. So I think you'd enjoy that. Those of you who are uh, members of the Patreon, listen to that today, that bonus episode, if you have time. Uh, Guys, there's like well over 25 hours of bonus episodes on the Patreon that you can dive into and just have a good old time. And uh, it's not just me on there. There's another comedian or a friend of mine doing it. So it's a whole other take on on the Weird AF News format. And I think it's pretty cool. Um, You know, because although I am funny, occasionally (laughs) my friends are really funny. Some of them funnier than me. So you get to hear other people's hilarious takes on these weird stories. So join the Patreon and check those out. Patreon.com slash Weird AF News. And thanks again for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.